0: Joe Biden is in Alaska to commemorate the 22nd anniversary of 9-11 after his disastrous road trip to India India and Vietnam. Let's take a look at that road trip and you might be asking why he's in Alaska. Who knows? Don't ask a rambling guy what he's, why he's rambling. The governor of New Mexico gives everyone a reason and in new mexico to vote for a republican for governor and california proves that homeschooling isn't going to be enough for families they're just going to need to get the hell out this is gene and you're listening to dumbasses talking politics hey hey, this is gene welcome back to dumb asses talking politics all right um let's get straight to it i hope you had a great weekend uh, and, uh, yeah, it was pretty good. It was kind of mellow. Football season has begun. Good news. There's some backlash against the Black National Anthem or African-American National Anthem or whatever. And, um, yeah, the NFL might have learned a lesson a little bit. I, I think these these sports teams, they really are going to have to understand. It. they, they got to stop doing that crap. So, anyway... Let's get... We got a lot to talk about today. So let's get to the dumbass of the day. Okay, so, you know, a lot of these dumbasses of the day, I actually post on Rumble. So I'm trying to get more and more videos on Rumble. So I have, I think, three new videos you could take a look at. Just go to Rumble, type in Dumbasses Talking Politics in the search bar and there will be one and there trust me there are a few right now that are worth taking a look at but i I can't i can't miss on the podcast because i actually love these things so here's one don't know who this gal is but she is complaining she's a apparently she's a teacher and she seems to be a little bit more unstable than usual for someone that is a teacher I don't know. I'm thinking to myself, if I have, I give my kids to a woman who will have them for six hours a day, I'm pretty sure I want somebody who is stable. But I, I guess the school systems, they just don't do this. And by the way, a lot of people, we were talking about this yesterday with the family, and a lot of people can't believe that this is actually happening. That these people are, there are people like this out there. I keep saying, yeah, they're out there. They're out there a lot. You can see them. Just walk into the classroom, you'll see exactly what's going on with your teacher. Well, here's a gal who's really upset because she's non binary, whatever that means. And she seems to be putting on a show about being a woman in front of her class. And she's afraid that she's going to lose her non-binariness, whatever that means, if she continues to act like a woman in front of her class. Yeah, this is just just not a stable human being. And by the way, if you look at the video, she looks like she is unstable. This woman is grotesque looking. And you can tell she just doesn't take care of herself. Probably because of her major mental problem. So let's listen to her talk.
1: Can I just say it's hard being a preschool teacher and being non-binary.
0: Those two things kind of cancel out sometimes and they shouldn't but I kind of feel like when I go to work I clock into girl mode or I feel expected to. Um, maybe not so much around the kids but definitely around my co-workers.
1: And I just worry that the longer I'm in this field, I'm going to become, like, a woman.
2: <laughs> or, like, a fucking Disney adult or something, and I'm
0: scared. This is a mental disease. I don't know how you listen to this and don't think, this gal's got some real problems. Well, the reason you're scared that you might lose your non binary is because you're a woman. And maybe you slip into girl mode when you go to work because you're a girl. And maybe one of the reasons you're slipping into girl mode at work in front of your coworkers is because you are a girl and they see you as a girl. There is nothing non-binary about you. You are a woman. You're a woman that needs to go see a psychologist. You're a woman that needs to grow the F up. But you are a woman. But I'll tell you what else you, she is. What else this gal is? She's a woman that shouldn't be in front of preschool kids. She is really not with it. And I don't understand how someone... I don't understand how these schools actually hire people like this. But it seems like this is very common. Go to Twitter or X or whatever they're calling it this week and subscribe to Libs of TikTok. And you will see, this is a very common occurrence. It's, it's happening all over the schools. And I have grandkids, and I see how the grandkids are acting. And I know they're being taught some of this shit. So, okay. First things first, before we get to Joe Biden embarrassing himself in Vietnam, just say a prayer for the folks in Morocco. 6.8 earthquake. 2,000 people so far are dead, Uh, probably going to be a hell of a lot higher because it just happened, I believe it happened on Saturday or Sunday, no, it happened on Saturday, so they're still digging people up, and it just shows you, you know, something, life is precious and it can be gone in a moment and you have no idea why, so good luck to, good luck to those, we'll be praying for you, and now let's get to Joe Biden. And if there is any question that this guy is going to be running, it's actually looking at last week and looking at his trip to Vietnam and India for the G20. Now, one of the things we should point out before is today he, he is in Alaska celebrating 9-11. Happy, happy 22nd anniversary of 9-1, 9-11 he's the first president not to go to an actual memorial site. Today, Kamala Harris, I think she's in New York. She's the representing him in New York. But he decided, you know what, I'm going to go to Alaska. Which, by the way, I think is pretty much indicative or an example of Joe Biden. Always just a little to the left when he needs to be in the center, or a little bit to the right when he needs to be the center, he can never find the place he should be. And that's because he's an F-up. And he's been an F-up his entire life. He's one of these guys. Alaska? Really? What the hell is in Alaska? He's going to have 18 people there. Well, he was in Vietnam yesterday, and boy, did it not go well. It was really, really bad. He was extremely rambling. He was tired. He even said he had to go to bed. We're going to hear all those clips. It was just not a good scene. And by the way, you wonder why our enemies don't respect us and our allies are really worried. It's this old asshole. And I know a lot of people don't like Trump. I don't like Trump too. But to vote for this jerk-off just because you don't like Trump really says something about you. I, I just don't understand how we can see. And then, you know, it's not like he's being interviewed about his policy. This is stuff he's going in and making the one speech a month he has to make. And he still F's it up. So here he is uh, welcoming or greeting the people of Vietnam, and he does it in a really bizarre way. Let's listen. Good is evening, yeah.
3: isn't been around the world in five days. It's interesting. Well, uh, you know, that one of my staff members said, song, you know, good morning, Vietnam. Well, good evening, Vietnam. Uh, and uh,
0: if you had a tough time understanding what he was saying you're not the only one and by the way all these audio clips that's how he's speaking he sounds absolutely terrible essentially what he was saying is he's going to say the same thing as that song good morning vietnam Say it and say good morning vietnam now of course the big problem with this whole theory is good morning vietnam was never a song it was actually a movie but hey it, whatever that was not the least of his gaffes on this day here he is he's talking again about making a a train line a train railway all the way across the African continent and the United States was going to build this for the African continent not, not, a, not exactly sure why this came up in Asia but it did let's listen <laughs>
3: We're doing in terms of, uh, I, I proposed a long time ago at the of G7, now it's, it's going to come to fruition in the G20, is making sure that we build a railroad all the way across the African continent. Think about it.
0: I mean, I don't know where that came from. And it didn't look like he was actually on that speech at all, it, it didn't look like he was looking at notes. He kept walking away from the podium. That's why the the audio seems to cut out every once in a while. He's got he has a microphone in hand and he has his dais with two microphones and he keeps walking back and forth. Well, I, again, this is incredible. It gets worse. I'm not kidding you. It actually. I'm only through two videos. It it gets worse. Here he is talking about here's the, the the lying dog-faced pony soldier bit again and it's about john wayne and something like that i and somehow he ties this into global warning warming and everything in this whole thing is just dead wrong so let's listen let's listen to this because and yes he does everything here he rambles he gets lost he he stumbles he does the whispering thing he does all sorts of weird stuff here so let's listen
3: my my brother loves having famous lines in beliefs movies and he always quotes you know
0: Yeah, um, but we can't have Trump because he tweets things. He made a 10-second story into 40 seconds. And, by the way, it wasn't John Wayne that said that. There was an actual movie in 1946 or something called Dogface Pony Soldier. I, I didn't know this. I heard, I learned about it today. And... That's where it came from. It had nothing to do with John Wayne. And by the way, you know he's lying. There's no way that his brother quotes these movies. And it also shows you how old he is. I mean, outside of when he talks. But it shows you how old he is that he's quoting movies from nineteen, the mid-1940s. This is really... <laughs> I mean, well, what What's bizarre is he's quoting movies from the mid-1940s and he was like 10 years old when he saw the movie so this, this just shows you how bloody old this guy is now as far as the comment on what he said i okay he's quoting uh, okay we're all li we're all you know lying about uh climate change and global warming by the way outside it's 72 degrees so I, I'm pretty sure that the global warming thing that he brought up, and, and he messed up here. It's not actually global warming. It's a global crisis or climate change. Global warming's already been disproven because it's gotten colder in the last ten years. so he he obviously lost his notes on that. But here, you know, here's the thing. he he's he was talking for about twenty minutes and it's he's traveling. He's tired. He has jet lag. He's losing his crap, and you can see it near the end of the speech. Here he is talking about his discussion with the Indian and the Vietnamese leaders, and he tries to give kind of an overview about how those meetings went. It didn't go well. It didn't go well. And then he just makes a frank admission, because that's what old people do. I mean, it's really shows you... It's really... A bad look. But yeah, it, it, when you're old and you're senile, you're just going to say the first thing that comes to your head. And that's exactly what he does. And trust me, his discussions with the president of Vietnam and the prime minister of India, those are not at the top of it. That's not at the top of his head, right? He's just, he's got other things in mind. Let's listen to this.
3: Anyway, I, I just think that they're other things on leaders' minds, and they respond to what's needed at the time. And, look, nobody likes having celebrated international meetings if you don't know what you want at the meeting, if you don't have a game plan. He may have a game plan. He just hasn't shared it with me. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed.
0: Nothing like, nothing that shows strength more than expressing your need to go to bed after rambling about something that no one understands. There is nothing that says power than saying, I need to go to bed absolutely incredible so that was the end of his speech and then he he decided to take questions uh, from the audience and of course those questions are very much censored through his staff and Joe Biden has been doing this for three years basically saying okay well the staff set this whole thing up so he starts uh, unfortunately the audience was not cooperating the audience was sitting back and saying, oh, you know, they started screaming questions. The reporters, excuse me, started screaming questions. And this seemed to just make him more confused. And he had to alert us that, no, the staff has specific people he's supposed to ask questions. Because you don't want to ask question of someone who's going to actually ask a question people want answered. He won't do that. So here he goes. And uh, let's
3: see. let follow my orders here. Oh my God, I five questions
0: I to my Lord all that blank air you heard that was the press conference. That wasn't me cutting that in half. He has no clue what he's doing and then he he does it, he he I guess he lost his cards or he got him confused he didn't know who to call on. And say so he basically said, Does "Anyone have any questions?" Well, that's a report. That's like throwing chum in a in a pot of sharks. Of course, people are going to start screaming questions, and then he's upset and he's telling, "Be quiet, be quiet." I only have to I have to answer five questions because the boss tells me. I my God, nothing like power. And here's the thing: all Republicans have to do is take this press conference. And make it into a campaign ad. This is what you're voting for. On the world stage, which, by the way, in the United States, he won't talk. He won't speak to anyone on the world on, uh, in the United States. He won't answer questions. It used to be, Karen Jean Pierre can't even say he answers questions on his way to Air Force One when he's taking another, when he's taking an, a Marine One, excuse me, the helicopter when he's taking another vacation. He doesn't even do that anymore. He just walks right by. This guy hasn't done any type of interviews. He doesn't answer any questions. And then when he does, they're censored through his staff. And God forbid if the notes aren't clear, you'll have something like this where the staff just says, you know what, F it, we're done.
3: We talked about, we talked about at the conference overall. We talked about stability. We talked about making sure that the third world, the, uh, excuse me, third world, the, uh, the, the, uh, the Southern Hemisphere had access to change it, had access. To, we, it wasn't confrontational at all. He came with thank,
2: thank you, everybody. This ends the press conference. Thanks, everyone.
3: Thank you. Thank you.
0: And there goes old Joe, rolled off the stage, put in his wheelchair, wheeled down to his crypt, put in his box. And all lights turned off and sealed inside until tomorrow, today, when he has to be, his coffin has to be rolled onto Air Force One, flown to Alaska, and then he'll be woken up to spend 15 minutes at a 911 ceremony where he'll say something about dog faced pony soldiers, then he'll be wheeled back into his crypt. This is. This entire speech, if I'm running against him, this entire speech is a campaign ad. We don't talk about me. We don't talk We don't even have to talk about the mess he's making in the country. We don't have to. We just say that's your president. And then you wonder why the country is absolutely falling apart. So, you know, Good for you. I'm glad. I, I hear this. Josie comes home from work and she has a doctor over there who just hates Trump. Just a an, an complete Trump hater. And we can't vote for Trump and blah, blah, blah. And she tries to, and of course, Josie's not really political like me. So she's just, she doesn't like Biden. She thinks he's an idiot. She knows the way the world is. He's a doctor. Of course, he makes $200,000 a year so he can afford to be a Biden supporter. And of course he's 75 years old, but she keeps, she just keeps quiet, but it's, this is the guy you're electing because you don't like Trump. He's not voting for Biden because he likes Biden. He loves what Biden's doing to the country. He's voting for Biden because he hates Trump. As a matter of fact, whenever you ask someone, people like this, whenever you ask them, why are you voting for Biden? They'll tell you because Trump is a disaster. They don't tell you. And this is why Trump, and he's not going to do this. He's not going to do this. That's why Trump needs to take the focus off of himself. He needs to put the focus on Joe Biden. And trust me, there's a lot he can focus on with Joe Biden. The border crisis, the Afghanistan pullout, these speeches, the economy, the foreign policy decisions he's made. There, everything, the corruption, his son, everything this guy has touched has turned to shit. And all you have to do is keep pointing to that. If I were Donald Trump's people, his PACs, I would say, okay, put this up and put side by side with, this is how Biden sounds, this is how Trump sounds. If Trump needs to be the center of attention, which he always does. Which, by the way, I don't care what anyone says, it's going to cost him the election. He just cannot focus on Joe Biden. He can't. He's a narcissist. Okay, this is an amazing story. I'm sure you've heard it. It happened on Saturday. It has been just wild on the Internet. All a fire. And for something that is going to be so heavily covered, you you might be a little surprised I'm covering it, but this is so extreme. So extreme that I couldn't let this go. And this is just another example of the government becoming tyrannical. Because what this New Mexico governor, Michelle Grisham, has said in this press conference is exactly what Democrats think. She just said it. So, according to the Daily Wire, New Mexico Democrat governor, Michelle Luan uh, Grisham, banned people from being able to carry guns in Albuquerque and the surrounding county for at least the next 30 days after a kid was killed during a road rage incident. Grisham signed an executive order on Thursday declaring that gun violence was a public health emergency in the Democrat-controlled state. On Friday, so I guess it was on Friday, Oh no, a Saturday. On Friday, Grisham unilaterally suspended open and concealed carry laws in Albuquerque and the surrounding area. She said that she could further lengthen or renew her order, which was immediately slammed by many as being unconstitutional. Couple of things, just just side notes. Um it is unconstitutional, we'll get into that. And second off, the people who shot this kid, this 11-year-old kid that she's talking about, they haven't caught yet. So We don't know anything about the people that did the shooting. But I can tell you one thing. What they did was already illegal. So taking my gun away, a legal card-carrying holder of a gun, is not exactly going to fix anything that was done. But we don't... I mean, we don't know anything about who did the shooting. And by the way, Albuquerque, yeah, it's a pretty blue state. It's a pretty blue um, city. So... Who knows? And by the way, this gal, George Soros funded. So (laughs) we'll get to that. So here she is. Now, in this speech, I took all three minutes and 50 seconds of this part of the speech. Most people took about 30 seconds of the speech. I wanted you to hear the entire context. And because I'm doing the podcast, I can do that. Because the reality is the context matters. I don't want to hear that she said, well, I didn't really say that, yes, you did. So I'm gonna put in the entire speech here, it's all four minutes of it, and just listen to her words. And I'm not, I'll comment a little bit about it, but I'm not gonna comment on absolutely everything, because I could. She said a lot here, so let's listen.
1: Yes, um, all the examples you cited are crimes kids shooting at other kids, shooting from cars. So what's the value of the civil order? Why not just do better law enforcement?
2: Both. The value of the order is, is that it gives me three things. One, it says it's a statewide issue and it's a message to everyone to start leveraging your resources and arresting people. Two. The jurisdictions come at this, including with the DOJ restrictions, differently, without the leveraging and the additional resources, arresting. And where do they go? We've got to make sure that everyone is bumping up their services. It's a message to the uh, Metropolitan Detention Center. It's a message to the HMOs, you better figure out treatment. We have been sort of stalled out, to your point. This order basically says, stop stalling out, and to your point, just arrest everyone. Well. I also have to have the ability, I can't arrest everyone, there are literally too many people to arrest. This would allow us, if
1: someone's got a concealed carry permit in Albuquerque walking down a public street, they're not going to get arrested.
2: I can make the point that maybe they should be, and this is the point, I'm willing to do anything and everything within a shred of evidence-based effort, because if you're not horrified that on any street corner in too many cities in New Mexico there is someone with a gun sticking out of their waist or their belt, and I'll tell you, if you're if you're a young person, you're not allowed to have a handgun. Well,
1: it's a crime already.
2: I got it, but we won't be able to arrest all of them. So imagine, just in 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 a in a perfect world. If this was upheld, it gives all of these police officers the ability to focus on the real criminals.
1: Last follow-up. Yeah. You took but a, your
2: point is valid.
1: You took an oath to the Constitution. Isn't it unconstitutional to say you cannot exercise your, your carry license?
2: With one exception, and that is if there's an emergency, and I've declared an emergency for a temporary amount of time, I can invoke additional powers. No constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. There are restrictions on free speech. There are restrictions on my freedoms. In this emergency, this 11-year-old and all these parents who have lost all these children, they deserve my attention to have the debate about whether or not in an emergency we can create a safer environment. Because what about their constitutional rights? I took an oath to uphold those two. And if we ignore this growing problem without being bold, I've said to every other New Mexican, your rights are subrogated to theirs. And they are not, in my view.
1: Uh, wait a minute, okay. you're talking about crimes. There are already laws against the crimes, so how are their rights I got it.
2: But, But again, if I'm unsafe, who's standing up for that right? If this climate is so out of control, somebody should do something. I'm doing as much as I know to do. Madam Governor, do you really think that criminals are going to hear this message and not carry a gun in
0: Albuquerque on the streets for 30 days? Uh,
2: No. But here's what I do think. It's a pretty resounding message.
0: Okay, there was a lot in there we could talk about. I'm not going to talk about... Everything, but I'm gonna give you a a I'm gonna give you an overview. Essentially, she has the right to overturn the con- constitution. She has a right to just change her oath and say her oath doesn't mean crap, and her oath is to protect the Constitution. She has a right to arrest anyone she desires to arrest. And it's all for the safety of people. And that emergency legislation gives her tyrannical rights because of the constitution so she can just overturn the constitution whenever she desires now here's here's one of the issues she's a soros-backed governor she believes in reform and, and these the reporters are pointing this out wait you believe in prison reform why? What about arresting the people that are actually doing the shooting and keeping them in jail? Because that's something she's not doing. She is one of these defund the police people. They are not, especially in Albuquerque, which is a blue city, they are not arresting people. The police force is way down. They're, people are not being kept in prisons, in jails. Why don't you do that? Well, she is going to do that, but she's going to do it with the person that's legally able to carry a gun. Okay, so let's let's get to it. So, I mean, she's just an asshole all the way around. Now, here's the problem. This is why I hate emergency legislation. Emergency legislation should not be just applied everywhere. Okay, an 11-year-old kid gets shot. That's great sorry, I mean not great, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry that 11-year-old kid got shot. Then find the people that shot that 11-year-old kid, arrest them and put them in prison for the rest of their lives, or better, execute them. You do not remove everybody else's right simply because one person got hurt. That's not how any of this works, which is really weird because these people are collectivists. They should sit there and say, well, but they don't they don't do that. You don't sit there and tyr- throw tyranny on all the population because of one person. Okay? Emergency legislation by the way is not in the constitution. I don't know where she comes up with that. That is bullshit that came up because of the China virus. That suddenly they did an emergency done by Trump done by Trump, they did an emergency legislation, so suddenly everybody gets to do this emergency legislation. And they can do it for just about anything they want. And nobody has a say. There's no constitution when they use the emergency legislation. My oath to protect the constitution is gone because of this emergency legislation. There is nowhere in the constitution does it say anything about an emergency legislation. And the reporter points it out. Um, the, the reporter points it out. Uh, wait a minute. Aren't the criminals going to be carrying the guns? Do you, so in other words, the law-abiding citizens will be unarmed. And it will only be the criminals that are armed. Absolutely true. And she doesn't really have an answer to it. Well, yeah, but then we can arrest them. What? But you're not arresting them now. And they point this out in the press conference. The reporters point this out. Wouldn't it be better just to arrest them? Well, yeah, but we don't know because they, everyone's carrying guns. Well, you do know when they commit a crime. It, it, it's, all, it's all backwards. So the first point of this whole matter is that um, emergency legislation is not a thing. It's not something that's in the Constitution. And we need, to, we need to basically ignore it and start, get rid of that crap that, that, that Donald Trump started with the China virus. Just get rid of it. It doesn't exist. Now, the other thing that, that really got me was she said that laws are, abs, are not absolute. Really? So question, what's the point of a law? Of course laws are absolute. Of course, the Constitution is absolute. How do we know that? Because there's a process to change a law. And the process of changing a law is not, I say that that law is no good, I'm changing it. That's not how it works. You can't go out there and declare a law is no good anymore. That, that's not the process. The Constitution, you don't just say the Second Amendment is suspended. That, no, there's an actual process to do that. And the process with the Second Amendment, I mean, the Second Amendment is very clear a well-regulated militia being necessary to to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, that doesn't say you should bear arms or you have the right to bear arms. It also says people like her doesn't have the right to take away your guns, period. End of story. It's a straightforward law. It is... There's no reading around it. it. As a matter of fact, it is besides the First Amendment, it is one of the most straightforward laws in the Constitution. You are not allowed to take away my guns. Period. End of story. Doesn't matter if the gun is black. Doesn't matter if the gun is a long gun. You are not allowed to take, away, take them away. She's saying no. Just... Out of nowhere, she can take away that law because it's not absolute. You know something? There are other laws in the in in the world here that in this country that have been absolute and had to be changed. Because laws are absolute, murder is absolute. If you want to change the way murder is done, you have to go through the legal process. Let's take a look at some laws that were changed: slavery, voting for b- voting rights for blacks and women. The Jim Crow laws, they were all considered terrible laws by most of the people in the country, but a president or a governor didn't just wave his hand and change the law. No, it had to go through a process. Slavery had to be amended in the Constitution. Voting rights for blacks and women had to be amended in the Constitution. Jim Crow had to go through the Supreme Court process to be overturned. The Civil Rights Act had to be rewritten to get rid of the Jim Crow laws and make sure they could never come back. You can't just wave a magic wand and make them disappear. That's what these people want to do. This also brings up some cultural issues, social issues. For example, safety is always more important than freedom. Here's the problem with this whole argument. Who's going to offer safety? Who's going to give us this, this this guarantee of safety? I have to give up my rights. If I have to give up my rights to ensure my safety, well, I'm not great with that in the first place, but if I did, who's going to ensure I'm safe? The government? The government can't make anybody safe. Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, three cities that have the highest gun control the strongest gun control laws in the country are also the cities that have the highest level of gun violence we seem to forget chicago keeps saying gun violence is a problem we need to get rid of guns chicago has all but gotten rid of guns it is now illegal to carry a gun in chicago and trying to get a gun permit is almost impossible in chicago but but they still have gun violence what is that why I thought you guys got rid of guns. Well, no, because criminals carry the guns. And what the government is saying is the government will protect you if you just get rid of your guns, but the government doesn't. It can't. And the guarantee of safety is just stupid in the first place. If you want to guarantee... I've got more of a chance getting into a car accident and getting killed in a car accident than I do getting shot by a gun. Are we going to outlaw? Are we going to outlaw cars? One of the greatest killers of kids are swimming pools. They drown in the swimming pool. We get to outlaw swimming pools. I mean, to guarantee safety. I'm sorry, I, I, I don't I, I. The only people. It's a cliche. It's a cliche. But if you uh, if you criminalize anyone carrying a gun, only criminals will have guns. And that's a reality. And if I have a gun, at least I have a fighting chance. If I do not, I have no chance. So, the backlash, of course, was immediate. And it was intense. Gun rights groups are already in court, suing. And this is going to be knocked down real early. Especially in New Mexico, which... For some reason, the cities are actually very liberal, but the outside, the rural areas, very conservative. Most people in New Mexico are conservative. I don't know how this dumb broad got done up. Citizens are protesting. Huge protest yesterday right outside. Of course, every the leftists were screaming, they're probably all FBI agents, and that's that. they take that out of conservative handbooks. And they were all carrying guns. Because they were defying the order. By the way, not one person was shot. Um, And there's, surprisingly, there's this huge, huge call for this woman to be arrested, impeached, thrown out of office, which it should be. And it seems like it's bipartisan. David Hogg and Ted Lieu, two of the most left-wing liberals you could find, all said, she can't do this. David Hogg, who was, who's first off, a moron in Harvard for whatever reason, he's been anti-gun since he was involved in the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas shooting. Involved. He was in the vicinity. I don't know what, he, he wasn't actually see. he didn't actually see the shooter. But he's been involved in anti-gun, anti-guns forever, and he said she can't do this. That this has to be changed at the Constitution level. He's stupid. He's right. Ted Lieu said the same thing. You can't do this. Ted Lieu is also extremely left-wing liberal. I mean, he believes your kid should have his penis cut off because he thought he was a girl at one point. But what this broad did, this broad actually admitted that she lied under oath. She lied when she took her oath. I can't think of it... I'm not even talking... Impeachment, that is, well, you just said your oath was malleable. Your oath was fluid. Your oath is no good. You lied when you took your oath. That should be enough reason, not even for impeachment, just to kick you out. You lied. Perjury. That's a form of perjury. She should be kicked out of office. And I tell you one thing, um, if she's too stupid not to make the admission that her oath is fluid and she can change, she can lie, lie about her oath. Lie while she was taking oath. Basically change her oath and ignore her oath whenever she wanted. That's enough reason to kick her out. She's too, way too stupid. If she's too stupid to say that on television, she's too stupid to be governor. And she should be kicked out of office. And she should, probably should have some sort of criminal investigation on her for lying under oath. Or for lying when she took her oath. I mean, if I fill out a government if I fill out something from the DMV and I tell a lie and I sign it, that's one of the things it says down there. Uh I promise under the penalty of perjury everything I said is true. I got and everyone lies on those things, but if that's the if that I don't lie on my DMV forms, but if that's true, if that's Perjury, what about I will protect the cause? You are telling the state you will protect the constitution and then you admit on television you lied? Yeah, you shouldn't be governor. You shouldn't be anything. You should be giving me my french fries at McDonald's. Okay, we're not going to get to this. Yeah, we're not. We're just going to have to talk. I got too off on the tyranny of this governor. And by the way, all our rights are being taken away this way. Right now, I just talked about our first amendments being taken away, our second amendments being taken away. Hell, I'll go a a step further. Our first, second, fourth, fifth, sixth, eighth, ninth, and tenth, thirteenth and fourteenth amendments are taken away. All of those amendments have been pissed on by Democrats, by left-wing Democrats. How long do you think it's going to be before we're going to have a president who's going to sit there and say, piss on the 22nd Amendment, where he served eight years and suddenly says, I'm not serving eight years. I, I'm president for life. I'm president until our mock elections say I'm not. They already do that in the Soviet Union and China. Is, are we really that far away from this? I got another story we'll talk about tomorrow. I'm not going to get to California today because I just went off way too much on Biden's, on Biden's speech and this gal just basically breaking the uh, Constitution. But I got something else tomorrow we'll talk about, which is, again, all this stuff, folks, is Soviet-style communism. This isn't socialism. This isn't even fascism. This is stone-cold soviet and chinese communism that they're doing i'm not exaggerating what she's saying here vladimir putin did in the soviet union um stalin did in the soviet union lenin did in the soviet union xi and mao did in china this is stuff that they actually did they're trying to do that in this country and one of these days, we're going to have the wrong Supreme Court justices and they're just going to allow it. We'll give you, I'll give you another example of Soviet-style communism in this country tomorrow. I hope you have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.